0: The same way that Ted Cruz would, a generation later, distinguish himself by taking a stand against ethanol subsidies in Iowa, where they are popular in the way that only free money is popular, Anderson broke ranks with Republicans and endorsed Jimmy Carter's grain embargo, a retaliatory measure taken against the Soviet Union after its invasion of Afghanistan. But he was far from a thoroughgoing hawk. Asked about their worst mistakes in office, the other candidates hemmed and hawed, but Anderson immediately cited his vote for the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which deepened U.S. involvement in Vietnam. He also mocked Reagan's insistence that the federal government could ratchet up defense spending, cut taxes, and balance the budget simultaneously. That's the kind of honesty that keeps a candidate down in the 20% range, where Anderson stayed. Eventually, he withdrew from the Republican race and ran as an independent. Jimmy Carter did him a great favor by refusing to share a debate stage with him, which left Anderson in a one-on-one debate with Ronald Reagan, where he turned in a good performance. In the end, it was not the libertarian-leaning conservatives who backed Anderson, with the exception of those of the Ron Paul persuasion, who viewed Reagan as a warmonger. Most were thrilled with the GOP nominee but liberals ranging from the editors of the New Republic, who endorsed him, to what was left of the Rockefeller Republicans, who had no use for ideological firebrands such as Reagan. You can see the appeal for Gary Johnson, who is not, despite being aligned with what is arguably the most ideologically committed of the familiar political parties, particularly ideological. Almost every good governor has the soul of an accountant, which is why many fiscal conservatives find them attractive as presidential candidates and why most populists do not. Johnson may call himself a libertarian, but he is, in many ways, an old-fashioned liberal Republican, a Rockefeller revivalist. He even went to the trouble of finding the last surviving specimen of the species living in the wild, William Weld, to be his running mate. And that is why Johnson, who is having a remarkable year, arguably is having less of a remarkable year than he should be having. What Johnson knows is that conservatives have been looking for an alternative to the Republican Party for more than 60 years— From the founding of this magazine, our principles are round and Eisenhower is square, to the failed Reagan insurgency in 1976, to the Tea Party movement, to the Trump campaign, the motley coalition that is the conservative movement has always had a master-blaster relationship with the Republican Party, each trying to ride piggyback on the other. Sometimes, the issues most important to the insurgency are those in the Venn diagram overlap between the circle labeled conservative priorities and the one labeled Republican policy agenda. In those cases, the insurgency usually tries to work within the party to embolden Republicans to act on their own program and to inspire or eliminate malingerers. That's what happened in 1980, 1994, and 2010. Other times, elements of the right take up an issue that is outside that conservative-Republican overlap. That usually has to do with foreign policy. The Ron Paul movement was more about George W. Bush than it was about Ron Paul, or international trade, which produced Ross Perot, Pat Buchanan, and the Reform Party. But the 2016 election is an interesting mess in that the same energies that normally would have swelled the ranks of a Perot or Buchanan or even George Wallace candidacy were, through the instrument of open primaries and the declining real-world power of a party establishment that exists mainly in rhetoric and fantasy, channeled into the transfiguration of Donald Trump, a Hillary Clinton donor and ally of Chuck Schumer who now, oddly, leads the Republican Party. Libertarian-minded Republicans looking for an alternative to Trump will be tempted by Johnson, but they will not be tempted very much. Johnson and Weld are men out of time, which of you even knew that Weld was still alive? And they are in part stuck fighting the last generation's culture wars. Those damn preachers who gave Barry Goldwater fits still loom large in their imaginations, which is why Johnson is so very, very bad and so very unlibertarian on religious liberty issues. It takes some acrobatics to run as a principled libertarian who is pretty excited about weed, but also excited about using the law to punish you for declining on religious grounds to participate on a commercial basis in the marriage of a homosexual couple. The Rockefeller republicanism in Johnson's political DNA makes him hard where he should be soft and soft where he should be hard. He's willing to see unborn children butchered in the name of a vaguely articulated pro-choice principle, but has fits when illegal immigrants are described as illegal immigrants. Weld, one of the most charming men in American politics.